1: Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are here to talk about yet another disappointing Sunderland performance. I'm getting sick of saying that now. Lots of things we want to discuss tonight, so we're going to crack on with it. Um, joining myself and Gareth Barber is Chris Riverspoon. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Um, I haven't really had a chance to keep right on top of the group chat today. I didn't realise you were joining us until I saw the tweet with your name in. So Bye. I must have missed that. I've only been... The problem is you get like a thousand messages When you haven't checked for ten minutes or something That's true you, <laughs> in, you, in must been, you must have been
2: doing what we should all have been doing And actually doing some work in your real job I was, yeah, Yes
1: I was Christopher I worked very hard thank you So what was your reaction when um, you saw that I was joining Was it just desperation Well I just thought oh we must be um, scheduled to talk about The, the takeover situation Oh the, great. The finance sign has gone up Excellent Yeah, <laughs> That's
2: the sound of <laughs> listeners tuning out
1: <laughs> no, I think um, it's what they want, Chris We are giving the, giving the, the listeners what they, what they want Great We are indeed um, We are also joined for Wise Men's debut by Melissa Johnson
3: Howdy, how you doing?
1: Very well, thank you. And you, not too depressed after the weekend's result?
3: I've just about just about got over it, to be honest. Oh, yeah. But the uh, Monday evening wine was um, not just a, a good idea, but an incredibly positive one. More positive than um, than Parkinson could have made. So, but, yeah. you yeah.
1: until you waited until now to have a drink?
3: Oh no! But normally, <laughs> <laughs> normally Monday is for, for kind of quizzing and Nigella, and kind of having one day off at least. But. No, not after that. <laughs>
1: okay. Good stuff. Glad to have you along. Um, tonight, how long have you been going the matches for, Melissa? Just giving us all a quick sort of uh, set the picture up for us. <laughs> how long well, have you been watching the lads? Because t- we've, we've got varying ages here amongst our group. We've got some young idiots and we've got some older people like myself and Gareth who get called Daz.
3: <laughs> well, I think, um, unfortunately, I'm under the kind of the umbrella of the idiots um, in comparison. So um, I think I went to one game at Roger Park. I was born in 1992. So I went to see Aston Villa Reserves 3, Sunland Reserves 3, which was <laughs> absolute corker in its day. So um, so I've had a season ticket since the day the Stadium of Light opened. Um, varying away games to Wigan on a cold gym. January, which is always good fun. But yeah, since, since the beginning of the stadium light opened, and it's got to the point now where, at least when I was younger, um, I couldn't go out and have a cigarette with five minutes to go being that depressed about it. But like, it's becoming a, <laughs> a weekly occurrence when we we'll actually get back in there. So so yeah, I, I, I can't even count how long. 90, 97 when the stadium light opened. So, it, was,
1: it was indeed. So
3: yeah, yeah ever since then, <laughs> not, northeast getting, corner.
1: Gareth, we need to get all the guests, you know, I think we need to rethink this. Because this just, this just continues to make us feel, all does it just show that we're really progressive by getting younger people in? And uh, we understand we've got a, a range so, well, that in was, terms of know, the ages with our has been
4: through the intensive sort of admissions programme, so it'd be a bit late now after we've invested <laughs> in like, the vaccinations, etc. <laughs> that she's had to have uh, to get involved in all the tests, um, and she's passed that, and we've invested a lot of money in that, so obviously you don't really want to renege now. We're invested. Yeah. In it. We just. It's great how you had
2: to that after Rory and Matthew got on board.
4: <laughs> yes. Well, we've got to make sure that you know everyone's protected. against that's why they, that's why <laughs> they live next door. That's why they live so close to each other. It's like a uh, like a quarantine zone. We actually we actually pay for their um, mortgage and uh, rent actually uh, just to make sure that they're very in that compressed space together uh, to keep them under 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 wraps. Uh, to make sure we don't cause any sort of problems in the wider area. So,
2: That's our own form of shielding,
4: doesn't it? Yeah, keeping them, shielding, away the yeah, wider keeping them away from everybody. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: I, was, I, I was, I was, I was going to say there's a there's a sitcom idea now, but I don't want to give them ideas. <laughs> um, uh, right. All right, then. Like lots to get through, like we said. So um, we've come on here. Um, when we've had some disappointing results, Portsmouth, um, uh, the defeat at MK Dons last week, and we were talking a lot about Parkinson's approach to the team shape and how all nine's been off. Um, Gooch has been playing centre-half, Gooch's been playing wing-back. That was lesson one he did seem to learn, firstly, because Luke Knight went back to wing-back, had a good game. Maguire and Gooch played either side of the strikers for thought first half. Both were excellent. Gooch had a stonewall penalty um, turned away, and I thought Maguire looked really good. Even Conor McLaughlin, playing in a position, really, the only position I would probably play him, on the right of a back three. Even he was getting forward and playing well. So before we get on to how it all went wrong, um, that was a good first-half performance and a brilliant goal. Who are you asking, Stephen? Just anyone... You're supposed to by now. You're supposed to just come in and. I know, you know but I don't, like, I don't. want to
4: like you know. I'm not. Suppo- I'm
1: not queuing people in. No, no. I, I never queue people in. Come on, I'll you take, I'll, I'll take dive some ownership.
2: In. I'll die. Come on. I thought, yeah, no, I think that's fair. I thought half time. I think we were all sat there saying that's one of the best we've played this season. I thought um, they they barely got an hour off. I thought I still think and it, it'll be our downfall. I still think we don't. Despite the where the goal came from, we don't really create enough through the middle, it still really is focused on getting the ball wide. But in fairness, like they they couldn't get out. We I thought we battered the first half. I thought first first ten minutes and that it was like five our feet, then after that it was all us. And um as much as like me and others have like criticized the team selection that like, you can't really um criticize that on Saturday because it should have it should have been 2-0 because we should have we had a stonewall penalty, it should have been given. I still don't understand how that one on Gooch was not on a penalty. And yeah, I mean I think if it's not the best we've played, it's certainly the best we've played since um, since the crew game when everything everything's kind of taken a dive since then and and yeah it should have the frustrating thing is we were sat at half time, really happy with the performance but we were all also thinking and seeing oh we're going to like oh we're going to leave to regret not like kind of building on that sort of pressure that we've had and
1: as it happened we um, we did well it's a it's strong statement but i agree i thought it was the best performance of the season would you agree with that melissa
3: yeah i definitely agree and i think that's what kind of makes it hurt a little bit more you see um parkinson coming out at the end and Um, Obviously last week he said he was livid But his face didn't tell that sort of story To be honest Um, It's good to focus on the positives But like I said That's what the sucker punch was I really do feel like we went in at half time Really kind of elated And especially the kind of goal that was scored It wasn't just kind of It wasn't scrappy We were totally on top Um, It it just fell apart to be honest And the thing that constantly worries me Whether or not we're playing well I'm, I'm quite a big sceptic on the basis that if we're not far up with four minutes to go, I'll still be expecting us to concede. So I still have that kind of mindset. But at the same time, every week when we go in, even when we've played really well in the first half, I can't help but think, what's Parkinson saying them at half-time? That's just totally, possibly demotivating them. Because, yeah, we we, we weren't bad in the second half, but it's just the same story over and over again. I I did think we were great. Maybe Charlie Wyke might have should have done a bit better in places and um there's little niggles where I do think that basic lack of control still exists but it's to be expected. But yeah, I thought we were I thought we were absolutely fantastic and even a sceptic like me was on top of the world watching Grant Lebetta put that in the back of the net. So yeah. um me kind of cynicism died off for a bit, but it came back fairly quickly after <laughs> after that.
1: It was getting. I it think was getting it, it, like it, that. It, it shows us that we don't want to shoot enough. Because you you mentioned Chris that we we almost you know we, we still lack that cutting edge a bit, and I think we do. Um, and you, you both, just rightly there said as well, we all sort of start to think right if we're not going to score a second before half time, we start to worry knowing what's going to what's going to come in, in in the second half. But Grant, let bit shoot. I mean, it's a, it's a. <laughs> that's, it's it's a busted stamp isn't it? I'm, not, I'm not suggesting I'm not suggesting for uh, midfield is going to hit the target like that every time, but it does show you. I think we don't shoot anywhere near enough because if a team is worried about you shooting, then they they try to stop that happening, and that does open gaps up. If you just try and work your way into the box every single time, it becomes easy to defend against.
2: That's generally that's definitely the most. Having that goal is the most I've enjoyed football in a long time, which is like just because it was. Like, I, I, it's an absolute corker of a strike, in that. and it, it was like, I don't know what we're doing. I, I feel like all season we haven't really had much to get excited by, even, even because even the games where we played well, and that like, like Saturday, we've missed like a nation of chances, and that, and you're constantly kind of on edge. So that, that like, that was like, I don't know, that, that was a really, it, if it's annoying because, like, what Melissa's touched on there it, at half time, that, that happens right before half time. It's a, it's a massive boost and you kind of think and just go on from there just go on from there but I, I do think like I agree it's been like a theme of like parkinson's in but I also think it I think it's a theme since we came down here like under ross there was a lot of times where we we should have blown teams away in the first half and there were a few times we did but there were I mean we, we used to we it was the run and joke wasn't it like we'd be one up at half time We'd finish one one and it it's like the same it's the same thing again and it I think it's I don't even know that it's it's the manager. I, I, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not going to defend him. And I, I'm sure we'll go on to it because um, I think he has to take a fair chunk of the blame. But I also just think, like, the players that you have at this level, they are they're naturally inconsistent and we 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 haven't we haven't got the players that have shown they can play for 90 minutes at a time. And if we're I not think- capitalising when we're this far on top, we, we're going to lose. it.
4: I think... We- you're right to an extent Chris but I think like on Saturday it was very much I, I look at sort of the performances in the team and think like didn't, Flanagan had an okay game it wasn't great <clears throat> I thought Wright was fine I thought McLaughlin had a really good game um, didn't think the, the two wing backs did anything wrong I thought scoring was excellent and I thought Ledbert alongside him was excellent um, but and the front three in the first half were excellent, but the reason they were was because, I'm not saying Charlie White was excellent off the ball, sorry, on the ball, but on the ball, he was doing all the right things, and try, he was trying to do the right things, and he can forgive that if, if people were working hard, and even in the second half, there was a period where White was, you know, running back into our own half to try and tackle one of their players. Now, there comes a point where you just think the manager has to, to help them out, you know, all that hard work that those players I, I have agree. put in. Like, yeah, it hasn't come off them on the day and we didn't play that as well as we should have in the second half. But in terms of work rate, I mean, scoring was... I thought he was just, you know, the called him the rat and that was that was the first time we've seen him as doing that role and he really was, ratting around people, <coughs> wrapping his leg around people, getting the... you know, nicking the ball away Um. And I just thought, like, when that goal went in at the end, the like, guy was watching and could see just, like, scoring, just trudging back at the halfway line. And I thought, like, I better he's thinking cheese, mate. Because, like, it was apparent from about 60 minutes that they needed to freshen it up. And I oh, yeah. understand that if you want to yeah. press, if you want to press, that's fine. And I understand the idea that pressing's not a simple thing and it's about a unity. And, a, and, and those players obviously understand the way each other play. And if you change too much at once, it's going to counteract. But there's no way to say you can't stagger that change. And we got the opportunity to make five subs. You could bring, you could stagger it five minutes, bring one off, bring one off, bring one off. And just, you know, c- keep that consistency at least until well, one gets in the game. I, but I, I th- we we just... Like, I White was dead in his feet. And it was, I just felt bad for him because the ball was going up to him. Yeah. And he couldn't retain <laughs> it. Like, he, it wasn't like he was... It wasn't because he wasn't trying; he was just knackered. He just couldn't. He couldn't do it anymore. Exactly.
3: It wasn't. Definitely wasn't for like a trying. And I think on a side note as well, just something I thought was really impressive was from Bailey Wright coming in um, as captain again. His reaction post match when he really you could see it on his face. He said that the lads are really feeling it. They're hurting and. There's times where we've got, we we'll have sleepless nights, so it's not for a lack of trying a lot of the time. And I think a lot of people think sometimes they look at them and go they're kind of be chewed, but I think they really can be. And I think that was a good example where we can show that we've got enough motivation to kind of to bring it when we need to. And sometimes get yeah, sloppy for the. The Goal were conceded, but for the most part, that unity was
1: there. Yeah, yeah. they the, the needed, the needed help, like Gav said. I, I think, I think you know, Bailey Wright and Flanagan were both poor for the goal. Um, but uh, you know, I think we Ryan could was all see this bit, coming I think was a miles because, unlucky. as Gav said, well, once, once because if you if you once, go across, he went across six, to block the block, the ball and it bounced back in,
4: it, 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 that, and that was a bit unfortunate. I thought, right, Flanagan got the wrong side, okay. and left, let the lad in, he sort of he made it look bad, but yeah, sorry,
1: 60 minutes. I think, you know you're right I think 60 minutes um, We all knew this was going to happen um, Not because Doncaster were any good In fact you know I, I, And I share with you in the group chat I've, I've got a friend who's a Doncaster fan And he said that's possibly the worst He said it's possibly the worst he's ever seen them play He said they, they, they were so so bad Which which you know to me is It's worrying because you think Is it because we were good Or did we just fail to put a team to bed Who were so bad 60 minutes in Charlie Wake Cannot make the ball stick. Now it does not matter what level of football you've played at, you've coached at. You've. You, it doesn't matter if the ball does. It's it's one or one, isn't it? Yeah. If the ball is not sticking with the centre forward, and he's getting it taken off him, you need to make a change. You need to put somebody on. and could make it stick because in those times late in the game, it just keeps coming back, and you just needed somebody to go. <laughs> And just keep all of the ball for a couple of minutes and relieve the and pressure. It as well, like the, the, it's basic. The, the, it's, it's the, man, basic the managers
4: kind of spent two months romancing Danny Graham in the summer to try and get into the. Court. I was
2: just about to say that that's that's <laughs> a, that's the most infuriating thing. Like it's not like it's not like like I know you're saying it's one on one there, Stephen. So you shouldn't know anyway. But it's not even like it's not something that's at the forefront of his mind as a manager because it's it's the entire race. How it's can his it teams not so, No, how
1: that's what I'm saying. Who, who wasn't watching this game? Who wasn't watching this game from a Sunderland perspective and thinking, make a change up front? That's what I mean. After because about 16 minutes. his whole, no his whole
2: game plan is based around that. It's based around getting the ball to stick up there and getting people wide around them. So how on earth you couldn't see it? And, like, the thing is, like, like Gareth, uh, Gareth touched on it there before. Like, this is a theme of, like... Of his management, not even just with substitutions. Like we've we've talked before about like um, like when we've had midweek games before a big game at the weekend, and he's refused to change his team. And understandably, was looking knackered the, the following Saturday and ended up getting beat. Like we've done it twice against Portsmouth. We've, we've probably done it more. I can't can't think off the top of my head. It's as if he's got he's got a plan here, and that's it. Like he's got, he's got a plan, and that and if that doesn't work, well. Tough, like like you say on on Saturday, you know, I had the luxury of five substitutes to use. You could see we were crying out for White and Gooch to come off in that second half. Like anybody could see that. I don't I, like like you say, Stephen. I don't understand how anyone can look at that. And certainly with White, not say look, it's not working for him today. Take him off. You've literally, as Gareth says, you spent all summer bringing in a bloke who does exactly what you want him to do right now. So why not get him on? And it's just and that's what infuriates people. It's not like. It's 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 the concern that actually the manager doesn't know what he's doing. That's what that's what infuriates yeah. people.
3: I think as well, I think it's his culture and it's his personality whether that's his personality, that's fair enough but I can't decide whether he's delusional or whether he's just that stubborn I think it really is, it's like a stubbornness about him Like I don't know, sometimes I can't work out whether he actually knows what he's supposed to do but he's thought, no I've said it so this is what I'm going to do same with the McGeady situation, whatever your opinion on it is like he said, well this is what I've decided so I'm going to stick by it because I'm not going back on my word, whether that's that's part of his thing it yeah, just
4: feels pre- de- it's pre- de- it's <laughs> um, like everything's predetermined. It feels like everything's predetermined. It's like I'm not. I'm just gonna do like it's. There's no. There's no understanding of like how the game is flowing, and what he needs to do in that situation to try and alter something to to make it more beneficial. It's almost like well, we're just gonna do this, and then on this at this minute I'm gonna make this substitution. And at that minute I'm gonna make that substitution. It just all feels like. It's already Where's been his coaches and his, his assistants? Well, well, but, you know, I, I mean, it, m- some people might think it's a bit rich. It's like, you know, us saying this, like when we've got no experience whatsoever as, a, you know, as uh, in, in that in that field, but it just feels absolutely bizarre that, you know, I th- I'm sitting there watching the game at the weekend and just go and change it, change it, and there's about
1: 30000 you fans sitting it's a mindset there saying thing, the same or? thing.
4: But what? How can't how can't he see it? And you don't help yourself. Do you not, I think some of the criticism. Do of a being harsh? But what you know, you don't help yourself when when you do that, yeah. and and it just bears people but out who are after you.
2: We know that when he came in, we were told, "Look, it won't be pretty, but you'll scrape your, you'll scrape your way to wins." And I mean, we're not even doing that at the minute. But that that was the whole thing. But like, to me, and this is, I'm like, I'm sure we'll go on to like. Keep them second, whatever else. But like to me, one of the issues from day one with them was like to to manage us in this league. I think you need to be like you need to be ambitious in the way you approach things. Like, for better or worse, fans aren't going to stand for like eating out one
1: 0 wins and scrap, scrapping the to it just because. Has, of, has Bolton broken them? Because he spent a lot of time there. He spent a long time losing every week. And this was something I always brought up when he first came in. That has got to do something. To some, to, you know, this, this is your job and you're living it every single day. But, and then you're getting beat every single week. That has, you know, you're only human. That has got to do something he's, he's to your mental state and to your attitude.
2: He said it himself, didn't he? Can you remember this time last year when everybody wanted him out? Like, fairly, I would say. Everybody said it wasn't working, everyone wanted him out and he was asked about pressure and he turned around and he said, This isn't pressure. Pressure is when you're not sure if the staff are gonna get paid and this, that and the other, which is right, and it and it's it's a good attitude to have. But but I, I think you're right, Steve, like this like he's been at a place which is an absolute disaster. Like that's gotta have an effect on him. Now, oddly, when we hired him, I actually thought that was a positive for us, because I was like, Well, He's just walking into another shit show. So at least he knows, at least he knows um, what to deal with. And the, but the problem the, for me, I think like Ross suffered from it. Ross Ross looked quite ambitious in the first half of the season. And then we got more and more negative. We got more and more cautious. We got more and more focused on knock on scene. And eventually it was his downfall because like Gareth will laugh at this, but like we had that old phrase from an evening we went to when somebody said we'd rather lose 4-3 yeah, yeah, and win 1-0 one one nil. Nil. but it's kind of that sort of attitude like in this in this division like it's it's not really acceptable for us to keep scraping 1-0 wins and probably because a lot of us can tell that that's not how it works here like we're never yeah it, it looked great for a few weeks but now it's not working we need some sort of change and we haven't seen it I think what I'd say about
1: it's it's, it's interesting like and it's I think it's it's the stubbornness that Melissa said as well that just infuriates I, I don't
4: even know if it's stubborn like I know what Melissa's saying about stubbornness, but I don't feel. Must I, don't be, even, man. I don't even he, feel he, like it. He, he, I think, he, can't, he can't. No, I don't think he, it is like it's knee no,
3: won't be that. It
4: just that. it just seems like a, like I don't feel as though like stubborn would suggest like people tell him to do something different. He's just going to do the opposite. I just think it's like some sort of like he's just got the blinkers on. Like it's not yeah. even stupid. He yeah. just he so like got such a tunnel vision on how he wants to do it and. I think the problem is, and I know there's we've we've missed a large chunk of the football, you know, due to COVID, and but he's been here for like over a year, and he did have a good spell in that. He had a good, a ter- an absolutely diabolical start for two, like I say, start. that's stretching it, and then he had like a really good two and a half months, and then it. But we just haven't, and then he had he's had a decent half first half. Of his, the start of the season, and then he's had a really bad second half start of the season
1: this year. It just seems though, the, it's, the it, it, it seems that that, you know, fans often
4: it's in short, like the thing is, fans often don't know what
1: they're talking about.
4: about. Sorry, go on, Steve. Fans you're don't often know what you're slagging talk the talking about. You were flagging
1: the fans up, Steve. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <No, but laughs> g- generally, football fans don't you think you know, and then and then. And then you don't and you, you think you want a player to come in the team and you think he's better than he is. And when he comes in the team, he's terrible. Like, this happens all the time, OK? But it seems with Parkinson, when he first came and he was going on that massive run and we weren't winning games and fans were saying, stop just hoofing the ball into the corners. We've got better players than that. And now, whether it was related to the, to the, the, the statement that fan groups put out or not... Around that time, he decided to stop launching it in the corners and he decided that he was going to trust his players to play a little bit more and we, there was an upturn in form. This season, again, it's like we've been all been saying, stop playing all 9 centre-half, stop playing people out of position, put them all in the right position, put Maguire and Gooch behind a striker. And he's done that at the weekend and we've been absolutely brilliant first half. The third thing now... <laughs> <laughs> make some substitutions this needs to be the next thing he needs to start doing and, and you you think it, it could be so easy for him it's not like because you, yeah. be, you know we'll get on we'll get on to now whether we think he should be sacked or not but you just think he's doing something right because of the first half we, we were outstanding when he played those yeah. players in that certain way it's the third thing now he's not doing by making these changes which a blind man could see that he needed to do yeah. that because the ball's not sticking. And you just think, you don't even have to do that much from what you're doing, Phil, but you're not doing it. And that, that's the frustrating bit.
3: That's the thing. I feel like no matter what's going on within this league and the players that we've got, mistakes do happen. And this isn't the first time any team, let alone us, have conceded with like less than a minute ago. Sometimes these sort of ridiculous things happen, but if we'd put the chances away and if we had a little bit more going forward, or a little bit more pace, it's, it feels like you're not putting yourself in that sort of position, especially in the situation we are, and that is down to as well, not making the substitutes when he, when he needs to, when he can see this tired legs out there.
1: It's, it, it's, a, main, it's a main thing, and I think we, we wait as well, to, we, well, we'll come on it now and we'll have a quick break, I want to talk about the ownership situation, so, you know, frankly speaking, we, we put a poll out now, and we, we've backed Parkinson, and I think for the reason like I've just said there, I don't feel like he's a million miles away, but if he's gonna keep making these mistakes, he's he's you know, things are un- starting to unravel f- unravel from very, very quickly now and I think I've I've sensed a t- a turn. Um I don't think it was there a couple of weeks ago, like some people have said, but I, I've I've sensed a turn now. Over fifteen hundred people voted now with Paul and he's 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 struggling. <laughs> 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 na- 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 Ninety-three percent of those people want him sacked now. Are they all legal so I'll votes? just go. I'll just go around. Well, we'll actually we had somebody um, reply to us saying I pressed the wrong button. I meant to say I want him sacked, and I pressed <laughs> the wrong button. Uh, so that's at least one more vote that he, he doesn't have going in, in his favour. Whether or not um, any more postal votes will come in, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but um, we'll go around now, and I'll just ask you all, Chris. Um. Well, I- Ordinarily. Let's forget about whether you think the club going to fought.
2: We'll get on to that. No, 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 no. What I was going to say was I think in any other time, I mean, truthfully, I don't really think he was the right bloke in the first place, but he's here. In any other time, I would say, yeah, because it, it, every time we get close to those automatic promotion spots, we're blowed. we blow it. We don't seem capable of taking those chances. The issue I have with it, and I tried to articulate this on Saturday, and I think people took it as me backing him. I wasn't. It's that, okay, Sackam, but. The next guy is going to be on a hind and nothing, unless unless the structure changes. The next guy is on a hind and nothing. We're not. <laughs> I honestly don't see the point in sacking him right now.
1: That is that for external reasons rather than his performance. Oh though?
2: yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I think like if if we were just taking it on his performance alone, he's been here over a year and to let's me, just go on that. Okay, let's well, just go on. that. If we go on that, then then yeah, you should go because he's been here over a year and we don't look like. We don't look like a team that's capable of getting promoted And that was the only reason he was worried
1: Gareth, let's just go on performance What do you think? On performance? <sighs> yeah, well because we're going to discuss the external factors in a minute So it's not really an answer at the minute to say Well no, it's I'm not a second None of us think It's not even that I just
4: I'm just doing different about him like I feel as though we're in stasis. That's that's how I feel. I feel we've been in stasis yeah, since I think since true. since since April twenty nineteen. That's how I feel, and it's like we're not gonna move. He, Phil Parkinson could get Sunderland promoted, but it might take him eight attempts. That's not good enough. Do you know what I mean? He could yeah. he could he could conceivably get Sunderland promoted and it could be this season, especially given that start we had and like the chances we've 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 messed up to, to, to get into that top four top three um you know it, it kind of implies that this season is going to be the season but like really it should be given the fact that we're eight and you know three points off second um <clears throat> so I mean on performance a few weeks ago I would have said no because I would have said it's harsh because you know he's he's done fine. But when you look at his record overall you'd have to say well if he was sacked because if sorry if jack ross was sacked because it looked like he wasn't going to get us promoted when he was sitting fifth in the table you'd have to say if we're sitting eighth in the table now after parkinsons had the best you know had 40 odd games you'd probably have to say well i mean how many points would we have if if he played if he had a full season of games 60 70 points that's probably just yeah, scraping that's, so that's probably yeah, just scraping seven sixth.
1: Yeah.
4: You know, we could have been yeah. in the playoffs last yeah. year and talk about last minute equaliser. I feel like we've had loads in this league where we've chucked it. And like, you know, the Gillingham game we, in the Gillingham game, we hang on to that, we're in the playoffs in that curtailed season. And we chucked it. So and we keep on chucking it. But
3: would that have been
4: the best for us? Well, who knows? But so that I've given a really long-winded answer, not given an answer. But I almost feel I'm like I'm not sure you answer, the question. What about, what like it's, it's like taking like a, <laughs> you know, a puppy and drowning it in a
1: lake.
4: Um, <laughs> but I would probably at this stage I'm probably being there being a responsible farmer and drowning the, the puppy.
1: Yeah, I know you mean it because I'm sympathetic to him because, like I say, I think it's just. It's one little thing, then he's not getting right, but it's costing us points. You can't afford automatically, You can't afford
4: it. He's too consistently not doing the things he needs to do. And like you highlighted earlier, Steve, it's not just one thing. It, 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 it's 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 There's too many factors. And as Melissa's pointed out, like at this level, there are going to be flaws in the players, there are going to be flaws in the managers, and you can accept that. But like it just feels as though like... Are we missing something? Because the it was so such a basic thing to do in the game at the weekend to change it. Yeah. And we didn't mm-hmm. and it just it's just baffling because you think like what what is he trying? what's he trying to achieve by not doing the obvious thing? And if we hang on to it you can go, Well yeah, we we hung on, great. And you, we would be sitting here having a different conversation but we're not. And it's we're not having that conversation too often to give him the credit.
1: My 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 opinion on that is I still think we would be having the same conversation. We would be saying, we saying we got away with that. Why didn't he make any changes, personally? Because we could all see it at the time. I don't think it's being wise after the event. We were all screaming at the telly, weren't we? I don't think it was a Sunland fan who wasn't screaming at the oh, telly. People being mean, complaining about the Charlie subs. Charlie White and
4: came straight back. People have been complaining about the subs for, well, from, from yeah. months um. and months and months and months, so... You know, going y- back to, your Lauren- opinion on the going, back of to- going back to going Lawrence Debock coming on. Um, it, it's, uh, against Bolton. Um, <laughs> oh God! So that was—I think that was the—that <laughs> was the—the the moment he should have been sacked. Like as he as the board went up, <laughs> as the board went up when Lawrence Debock's number mm, came nightmare. up, that was the moment he should have been sacked in that Bolton game. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, carry on, Melissa.
3: Oh, I know that. No, it's not that. Um, I hate to sound like a, a copycat and stuff like that, but in terms of what Chris has said externally and all, we'll get onto it, I totally agree. Um, I don't see um, anything particularly... Progressive and positive in sacking him now doesn't mean that he's definitely not going to be sacked eventually. I just don't think it's the time for it unless this sort of thing ramps up. I'm not particularly bothered if it had been like it was me, maybe like a month ago when we were we were winning and we always knew I didn't want him as a manager. But I'm fairly, like you said, I'm fairly ambivalent. I'm fairly apathetic to it. Like I think a lot of people are, um, and that's what kind of worries us a little bit. Like we, I don't think at the time, well. I might have thought a little bit at the time but I wasn't this kind of on a crusade of Jack Ross should have gone this time and I do feel a touch bad for him I know that kind of goes against the opinion of lots of people but I do feel a, a touch bad for him but the main thing is this isn't just kind of a one-off, and it's like you understand when things like that happen. But this is becoming more consistent. We've we've ended up we've lost more than we've drawn. So if you look at it like Jack Ross was drawing too much, well maybe we're losing too much. You know, it's not kind of like it's it kind of speaks for itself. Um, and I, I do feel for all the players. No one likes to get beat. We don't like to get beat. But in terms of performance. It it isn't good enough. Um, I think it'll take a while for him to go. I don't think um, it's a kind of once and done. Um, Maybe we should have kept on hold of Ross for a bit longer, but I remember just from years ago... we were brought up in a time when we had Peter Reid for such a long time and that's sort of like what people would class as a golden era. I remember Howard Wilkinson coming in and me thinking, is this what football really is? (laughs) I thought thought everything was like rosy and golden. I thought this is like a a once-in-a-lifetime generational point where you've got a rubbish manager, but we'll start again and then... It's just been a constant. So people have been asking about, well, who do you think the potential candidate was? There's been more come out today about Phillips and and Pearson and stuff like that, which always comes up again every six months or something like that. We don't have, like, same as the takeover, we don't have a crystal ball. Um, If we did, we'd be getting paid a lot more money. But for me, Parkinson, uh, he doesn't get his... Frustrated and angry, like a lot of previous managers have. I'm not the deepest. That's because you've, you've been beaten.
1: You've been beaten over the years. That that's that's it, that just says more about your mental state <laughs> than anything. Um, exactly. I think you know. <laughs> I just finished up on this. I think it's really interesting that you know. Uh, part of the reason Ross was sacked and McTominay was really vocal about this on on the second season of Sunderland until I die. Actually, saying you know we're sick of seeing the same thing. Sunderland go goal up, try to defend it and then conceding and getting a draw. Where's your research? Where is your research when you are appointed a new manager giving him a very important job? Your research is that he he did a good job keeping
4: Colchester in the Championship. That was the research, Stephen.
1: Yeah, which was untrue. Well, exactly.
2: You can't remember exactly. it was? It was the best CV that ever seen. Yeah, well, yes. must, must have been fabricated if it
1: had that on it. I just think well, you know. And when we go on about this, with recruitment of players and recruitment of managers, should be the same. I
4: think that, that on Possibly? the piece and, on the piece and in Phillips thing. By the way, I know there is an element of romance with the the Phillips part of it, but it wasn't. From what what's been, from what 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 I've heard. We've been told that that wasn't an impossibility when 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 Parkinson came in. I would mm. say it was. If we wanted to do it, we could have done it. That's that's basically what I yeah. think. A few, lot of people have been told, and that's in that's not even like a, a fantasy thing that could have happened. And let's not forget that Pearson went to Watford in the Premier League,
0: Premier and we League. and
4: we turned yeah. down. Essentially, we just turned down that opportunity. And we, sat, we sacked Jack Ross, not because of his results, let's remember. It's because we bowled up the biggest yeah, exactly. opportunity that we've ever had as a football club, especially in the modern era, to become something again. We ballsed it up because the people in charge don't care about the football club as much as they pretend they do um, because they pretend they do to, to you know to get People, you know, to to, to people like them, make so money. people like them. They want to be friends with people and want people to pat them on the back. But ultimately, the the modus operandi is, you know, to to make as much money as possible from this. You know, it was a gift horse taken over the football club for them, and they've done that. And they had an opportunity. had an opportunity with that takeover to get it done, which they could have done if they wanted to. And they decided, for whatever reason, that you know they, they're going to be clever and and messed it up. And then after that, you know, they had an opportunity to appoint somebody like Nigel Pearson, bring Phillips in alongside him and opted for a different option. The reasons for which, well, I think it probably cleared everybody with a brain. But obviously, you know, you know, all the stuff that gets discussed afterwards, you know, and all the stuff that gets fed by people in the football club who don't work at the football club anymore, apparently, you know, I think, you know, it's a good job you get unlimited texts and minutes now because... I think a certain somebody is probably sending about fifty thousand texts to about fifty thousand different Sunderland supporters, telling them this, that, and the other. Even yeah, though he's well, about the football we'll, we'll, club. We'll get, a, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. Anyway, we'll get it now. Sorry, I've just gone on. I've probably, spend... I've stolen Chris's thunder there.
1: And and well, a, five, I was, was going to say minutes. it's actually it's quite <laughs> nice
2: of Gareth to take the uh, to take the legal hit on this one. So I'll just slip back.
1: Chris will develop that in a minute,
2: right?
4: Like a tosh line, tosh line, as it He's going to come and arrest me. Um, Bill <laughs> reference for you there quick, for the, the DARS
1: quick, quick break <laughs> quick break now and then we're going to come back and spend five minutes just talking about this whole takeover situation Welcome back to the Wise Say podcast. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, takeover situation now. Firstly, Chris, I'm going to put you on the spot because you just said you're really bad at this. Oh, no. um, I want you to not talk about the owner, but to talk about um, terraceware. Ooh, terraceware. <laughs> well,
2: well <wear>. it's very... <laughs> It's, um, it's very cold in Costa del Concert today, so I could have very much done with some attire from, um, from the terrace. Costa del Concert? Is concert on the coast? Can you say that? No, he's trying to no, make out no, that it's
1: Stephen. You've missed it. Being You've missed sarcastic. The no, I get that, but, you know, it works for Costa del Seabird, right. because it's on the coast. Okay, well,
2: I don't know, the desert of concert, will that do? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> the wild, the wilds of concert.
2: So, I told you, I, I thought I was very really bad at this. Um, <laughs> know, the point I was trying to get across was, um... I would have been much colder, was it not, for my attire from uh, from the terraces.
1: Indeed. And what, what attire is that? Do you want to tell us about it? What are the kid um, sizes yeah, like, well, I've got a very uh, Chris? Fetching...
2: Pardon?
4: What are the kid sizes like, Chris? Snug.
2: Snug. Thank you very much. Snug. <laughs> 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 no. uh, no, I've so got a very swamped. fetching black. Go on. I've got a very on. fetching black jumper from, um, from from the terraces, but um, I'm sure Gareth can enlighten us as to the, the newest range, because I can't actually remember.
4: <laughs> well, you don't need to buy the newest thing and buy the oldest thing because they're all of their yeah. time. But that's what and I had. time is now. Um, so this one's for Matthew and yeah. Rory. Fill your basket um, at fromtheterraces.co.uk. ...and receive 10% off by using the code WMS10. So if you use that code, you get 10% off your... Terraceware. Basket. Basket, Stephen. Out of curiosity,
3: Terrace.
4: <laughs> Sorry, what was that?
3: Out of curiosity, I was admiring the look of... Uh, I was admiring the look of Rish Carter recently in the, uh, in the 30s. Did they do cravats?
4: That's very crisp. From the terraces, it's something,
3: to, so something to think about for the from the uh, for an early 20th century chap.
4: Mm. There you go, a I'll da- da- a chap. I to Chris and go and yeah. do it, but go and get your from the terraces brand. jackets, your uh, long
1: sleeve polos, your jumpers. Pomade. That's what you the kind of stuff you want to be thinking about this time. of year. Okay, talk so about ten percent off. It's yeah. nearly Christmas as well. He always has a Black Friday sale as well, so yeah. I know we'll plug on the, the the discount that we can offer, but. It it remember what next weekend or this weekend is, so just a heads up. Chris normally does something for that, right? Okay, I just want to quickly go over this because I, what I don't want to do is speculate massively when I think there's probably a desire for Sunderland fans and the press to speculate massively over um, a potential takeover. Um, it was clearly leaked a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was that you know there's a chance that Tories' bringing in this this ban. Um, so he can use Sunderland as a toy. Um, and then quite quickly, it's been followed by apparent interest from somebody else, some American guy. Chris, um, your thoughts on this? Are we being really cynical, suggesting the the timeline's quite interesting, that this stuff starts to get leaked when it does? I don't think it's cynical. I think
2: it's fair. I think, um, look, I mean, look, I was, I was on the one seeing look, they're stringing us all along, this, that, and the other. And to to an extent, I stand by that. But clearly, Based on what came out in the Guardian a week and a half ago, now somebody somewhere is pretty confident this is going to this is going to go through. This or or they're very desperate for it too, and that was potentially a pressure play. I don't know. I think um, look, I think, um, think we said it, and I think we've said it on here before, but I've certainly certainly said it on Twitter. Um, the crack was back in the summer that if they didn't get the money that they wanted, they'll try to get promoted again unless somebody comes in and gives them the money. Now. To Me, um, it's they, they, they're the people in charge of the football club have to be running out of money. The clubs, the clubs, losing millions. Like, I think, was it, um, Ian Botham let slip what Rodwell had told them, saying it was something like 450 grand a, pun, a game, something Chris? like that. Hey, eh? was that a pun? Let slip, oh, very good. I should have been, really, it should have been, but yeah, yes, just say yes. <laughs> the, well will try, I think we should, we'll keep away from me in both of them related puns because we might, <laughs> might end up in some very dodgy ground. How's that for a pun? <laughs> oh, dear mate.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: right, well, but no, but the, the club, like, look, the, the club's losing money hand over fist and that. Like, um, I think it probably is reaching a point of desperation. Um, now, that's not to say that this isn't going to happen. Like, it might well happen. This This kid that they've got in might well be willing to pay the valuation or give them the deal they want. It just, I must say, I think it seems amazing that they've been trying to sell for, well, we all know, for for a very long time. They've never had the deal that they wanted and then now when we're getting to the crunch time, um, they've managed to get it. Look, I mean, the way things have gone for our club, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if, if it ends up going through and they end up being the big winners from this, but... I think we will just have to wait and see. I think the the big concern I've got is, um, or well, maybe not the big concern, but the thing that's a bit baffling to me is like people's excitement around Satori potentially being involved. Because to me, I mean, like other than the fact that he's a purported billionaire, like what's what on earth is it they get excited about with this bloke? Like he's been party to what's gone on over the last two years. Whether he's been in, I'm not seeing
1: anybody get excited about it I'll be honest I've, seen, you
2: quite, with. I've seen quite nah, I've seen quite a few people like seeing oh yeah he's coming in to sort it out and this that and the other and I don't know what that's based on um, well my preference would be him and the rest didn't of. He, the didn't he take darker. over
1: quite a large percentage of the club already for very minimal outlay pound on yeah. it 20% uh, and then, well, they, might, they might release something to disprove that they might they might Release something to disprove that later. But, but what I well,
2: thought that was the case. No, 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 no that, that was the case. He got his shares for. A, I think he loaned money in on the Better. And what they'll probably do is threaten to sue us and then not do anything about it. So I think we'll be all right. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but, but I, I just I don't understand. Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe I've I've spoken to the wrong people, but I've heard a few people saying like, oh yeah, he's coming in to sort it out, and I'm like, well, on what basis is he qualified to sort it out? Like why why are we getting excited about this, bro? And I think. Look like a lot of people have met this with cynicism. And a lot of people are like, well, if these guys are still around, it's not a takeover. If somebody buys more than 50% of the club, it is a takeover. But Technically. Yeah, yeah. But that's a thing. So the main point here In is... In reality. Yeah, yeah, the main point here is who's going to be running the football club. Now, we all know that there's people who have supposedly departed stage left who have much more involvement than is publicly stated. So I think until we know that, it's nothing I get excited over. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think you know lots of text messages fly around, as Gav said, and you know I think he, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I think is it why why why? Maybe be careful why, what I say. No,
4: I just think why <laughs> why is it that somebody with the least amount of power in that football club can dictate the message completely from top to bottom? It's infuriating, and people need to wise up to it across the board. And like people, people need to stop, like you know, if you if receive some information from a certain person or certain people, maybe they should take it in the in the in the spirit it's intended, and that spirit is to, you know, manipulate a message, and that's what it's always been like. Think, Is have, that message
1: give Parkinson grief for yeah, the minute? Think, is that the message?
4: Well, maybe you think? it is. Who knows? I mean, he's done it. I mean, well, It's well, happened no, before. Well, it's smoke happened before. Mirrors, smoke it's happened, it's it takes a before. pressure. Off,
1: yeah, it takes a pressure off them. Um, yeah. Takes pressure off them and remember, the feeds who, into the narrative in, in some that some
4: of them t- fans are difficult. In Sunderland, gives them excuse. In something till I die, you know who's who's milling about in the tunnel, you know, you know it's not it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a, a secret that you know you've got somebody there like passing comment on like man- a manager's ability and like if if you're if you're like employed by that person and <coughs> you've got the your employer like slagging you off to people all around you. You know, who's to say he's not well, this is, you know, he's not doing the, it, he's not doing it with this person. It, think, it's it's completely undermining and completely inappropriate. But in a, in a, in to be honest, I think... I
3: think it's scary like that. Sorry,
4: carry on, Melissa.
3: No, I just think it's scary like that because I could just so imagine, say for example a third or fourth series came out which obviously I haven't heard any plans about it, we didn't know what was going on behind the scenes and we wouldn't have known unless that had happened really and you could just so imagine seeing in the distance of what we're kind of trying to um, unpick the the facts of if we saw in a couple of seasons time then you go, oh my god, we kind of thought this was going on and then you see this kind of window into it for whatever kind of ridiculous reasons that they wanted to unveil the curtain of all the daft things. That were going on. And you could just so imagine that happening now now that you've seen it happening previously. Like that's all I can say is this kind of like clown academy behind well, closed I, doors because we've seen that it's been happening when we thought it was, and then it was proven to the entire world. Well, I think
2: like one of the most telling things in that documentary was after we signed Greg, they had that they had that scene with Stuart Donald, and I think it was Neil Fox, might have been someone else, where he essentially admits that he has He's very doubtful that they're gonna to afford to keep running the club for another year in League One. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. still now people seem to <clears throat> swallow this narrative that the club's absolutely fine and fine financially and that there's nothing to worry about there. Like we're talking about Parkinson here. One of the big reasons why they won't sack him is because they do either can't afford to or they don't want to spend that money. Because it's going the mm-hmm. club's making no income. It, once this American loan, which is still in place, once that's gone it's coming straight out of their pocket because the club's not making any money. Oh, apart from like this like EFL bailout which isn't going to touch the sides. So like the whole the whole premise of, of everything they've done has been you can't you can't I tried to put put this across last week. Like the problem we have is look this could be this could be as far down the line as they're claiming. We could we could get off here now, take our phones off flight or whatever we've been taken over. But the problem we have is none of us believe a word that we're told by the people in charge yeah. of the club. Like two years ago we all talked about how there was a massive disconnect between club and fan. These people came in, they saw that and they seized upon it, but to their shame, they they just exploited it to their own ends. Nothing very little yeah. has been done at this football club in order to the, that has been with the football club at the top of the at the top of the list, like the primary objective has been for the better health of the football club. So why on earth now would someone Involved in these negotiations, be leaking out information to fans, fans, just to to be nice to fans. It does it doesn't add up yeah. and until no, we know more, <clears throat> Until there, we know there are, more, there are
1: lo- lots of reasons as well. I think why. It would benefit them. The Parkinson takes the brunt of the pressure of from the fans now. But Lots of different reasons. to the obvious reasons why. Just think about that. I think. Um just, it's it's just right, a complete, complete arm, arms it's uh, just a, a complete arm length
4: approach of the whole thing. It's like it's let's keep the wolf from the door, yeah. and that that's what. The, but going to take what you said earlier about
2: about Jack Ross. We look at look at the timeline of when Jack Ross was sacked. Like, Stephen me and you was sat down at Lincoln three days before that. Sat in that sat in that pub. And we, all, we all said, yeah, we thought it was time for him to go, but we couldn't see it happening. We, were con- we didn't really see it happening because we weren't sure what was going on. The takeover fell through three days later. We had a match that night, and literally before the takeover report was falling through, the club were tweeting out like the manager's view ahead of the night. By the time we t- kicked them. off, he's gone. Now, it's either incredibly coincidental timing or there was, a, there was an appropriate fall guy there. And don't remi- and don't, like don't forget what now. Jack
4: Ross he, said is that it, it, it became apparent that the content of the meeting had changed. Yeah, you know he wasn't expect like I'm not yeah. saying that anyone but expects to go into a room to get sacked, but I think there's probably. I mean, when but, we spoke to Terry Butcher, he, he knew the writing was on the wall. Like the, the it's the vibe Poirier? in that meeting. Po- it's the look it's the, a, look at Poyer,
2: the drag the drag Poirier to doing Monday morning training, and the whole world knew that he was getting sacked in the afternoon. Everybody Mm -hmm. knew he was getting... So like you say, Gareth, he might not have known for definite, but he would have had a good idea it was coming. So for him to come out and say that, that the content Mm -hmm. changed, is... Because he's a professional bloke, that's as close as he's ever going to get to saying this is not what the meeting was meant to be about. And also, just remember Mm -hmm.
3: that... Well, that's a stupid thing. I just feel like it's super transparent.
4: Sorry, go on, Listen, sorry.
3: No, just I feel like all the fans know what's going on whether it's from a PR perspective or a communications perspective we're not daft and I sometimes feel like they think that we are and I think for a long time we have kind are. of taken of advantage of that some of them are <laughs> 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 no,
2: Melissa's right though and so are you Stephen because like a lot of people aren't daft but then some people look like you, you a couple of years ago if somebody had said one of the owners of Sunderland FC is talking to you and telling you stuff You'd be lapping it up, you'd be like, Oh my god, like have you heard this? Have you heard that? And that's that's what gets prayed on. Now it's been happening for yeah. a long time. And Indeed. it's what gets prayed on. And now this, this isn't to say that it's definitely not gonna happen, because none of us can predict that. Even people who are adamant it is gonna happen, until until they stood outside the stadium alive with a flag above their head uh, with a scarf above their head. We don't know what's gonna happen or it's not gonna happen. But And
3: that's why the engagement's rock bottom. Yeah. Because they don't, that's trust the issue. We don't trust people. And it's
2: perfectly not truthfully uh, we should be having these conversations and people should be cynical because anyone coming in should know that, look, these blokes got a free ride for over a year last time. They got a free ride. They victimized people who spoke out against them. And that's not just me speaking from my own experience. It, there's a, there was a lot of people saying it well before me. The victimized, the victimized players, the, we, we did a podcast, Stephen Gareth, we did a podcast with Lee Howie the day they came in and we reacted basically live to the press conference that they did. Lee Howie came on because Lee Howey took no end of stick for sharing that he'd heard that they didn't have the money to do the job that was required. He's turned out to be bang on. So if people are raising criticism, are raising concerns, it's not because they don't want to say they couldn't do well. It's the exact opposite. And I think it's do right you, to have this I was say, down. it's exactly the
3: opposite. I, I'm, I'm do you remember
4: when... I'm up
1: for Chris. Do
4: you remember when, on the day that Ross was sacked and obviously the takeover went down the toilet... Um, you know that that Stuart Donald came on the radio and did the whole, or you know the worst thing. It kind of you know I would say I'm mean, like Jack Ross is like my, I'd regard him as like a friend and all this kind of thing. It's like oh, I am sure, mate. Like it's just a, a load of twaddle. It's like you, you, do you reckon he's getting a Christmas card off Jack Ross? Like his his good mate Stuart Donald? I don't think so. I, I just think, well, the thing like,
2: was he said that he he didn't even sack him. It was Neil Fox who sacked him. So, I mean,
1: what does that tell you? Yeah, it tells you a lot of stuff. I think just what I'd like to say, Chris, just to go out, is I am bang up for replacing scarf picks with flag picks. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I think that's the new, it's the new progressive <laughs> thing that we should be doing um, in the media, and that would look great. Waving a massive. Yeah. sort of flag around well, all could, of the server flag spread across
4: you could do it like you know like
3: how about a sash
4: a sash a cravat from the terraces cravat but, yeah, exactly. yeah with the badge on honest? if the rumours um, are true
3: like a sash like a scout <laughs> sash where you get all the little badges and stuff like that when you've achieved something. it, be, it, should
2: it should be, be like, like a, to, um, if the rumours are true no go on Chris no, I was going to see if the rumors are true about how many people are going to have a share, and they'll be able to hold up a bloody surfer flag. We'll need we'll the whole south stand to get them all in.
4: <laughs> so much be like a colonisation. You, you can finish. You can finish. You go and put pope. your flag like a ceremonial thing. Like once you've taken the club over, you know, like when the pope when a new pope's announced, obviously the the white smoke from the top. It could be like a ceremonial thing when a football club's taken over. Um, there's like they go and put like a flag in the uh, ground outside the stadium, <laughs> like uh, like a colonisation sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like <What>? like <laughs> Graham Sooner State. Yeah, like Graham Sooner State. Or like um, the British oh, what Empire did, did. What did
3: Donald Trump do he when has. he won?
4: What was that, sorry, Melissa? Because <laughs> he
3: won by loads. I'm just saying, Donald Trump hasn't done that in the last two weeks. He lo- won by loads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm by expecting a, a flag implementation any yeah. day. To...
1: Don't give him my ideas. You probably, you probably have a go at that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll be back. I think they're going to do Wednesday this week because we're playing Friday. So a little bit longer for you to digest the upcoming Fleetwood game. Um, as always, thanks for coming on, Melissa. Um, for your debut, I'm sure you'll be back soon. And as always, thanks for listening.